Hi friends, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I am Charisma O'Keefe. And every week we are here for you on Thursdays talking about business balance and everything in between and trying to just make it through the day in 2021, which is basically 2020 part two. So yeah. It's part two, but you know what? It's still Everyone is trying to be really cute and adorable and offer some like goods with the bad. So like for every bad, there is there at least is something cute. That is, I was, but you know, I feel like there was that in twenty twenty two. No, I didn't think any of the things was cute. I think everybody was trying. (laughs) The Gal Gadot video was like one of the first iterations where I was like, "This is gonna go bad." John Krasinski, his show, it started out good, and then he immediately sold it for. Yeah, that made me so sad because John and I literally watched that show and we were like, "This is nice. Like, this makes me believe in humanity." And then he was like, "Well, I'm gonna sell it," and then he didn't even do anything with it. I don't even understand. Like, they just stopped it. I was like, "Okay, what was the point of that?" That Gal no video that was very rough that's how we should have known that wonder woman was gonna be bad i already knew it was gonna be bad because the first thing was trash and you know what you can go ahead and yell at me people who are gonna be upset about it but i'm sorry the first one was not good so it was just trash oh my word I <sighs> but yeah i just can't believe it's still january and it's funny because like i normally love january because i'm like it's my birthday month hey girl hey but now I understand because like last year everybody was like it's still January it's so long but and this was before like we were in a pandemic you know and I was like why do people hate on January like it should be long like it's glorious but now that I live in a place that actually has winter I'm like oh now I get it like it's (laughs) like because you're just like you know you're not going to see any good weather in January period like it's not happening and you know you're not going to see it in February you might see it in March but like I've been looking at the March temperatures and I'm like, these are a little suspicious. Like, what is this? I don't know what this is. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, you know, my birthday was here, it's over, like I'm done with the month now. Like <laughs> I would like to move on to February. Um, but yet we're still here. And it's wild because you know February is gonna be so short, and I have so much to learn and so much to share about black history, and yet it's gonna be super, super fast. So I think maybe we should just make um black history month january because it seems to be a long month i don't know it is it is but i think is there like a historical reason why we have like february other than just like white people probably pick that or is it you need to look it up but it's yeah yeah. i mean if somebody knows that please let me know because i don't i don't know i've never seen any tie as to why it's february and it's interesting to me because we obviously have like mlk day in january so it's like to me it would maybe make sense to have that be Black History Month, and I just feel like we'd start the year off on the right foot. Like, I don't know. I just think it'd be great. So, I don't know. That's just... You're like, this is my suggestion. Thanks. I'm like, suggestion I live box. near the White House now, so like, I can go make suggestions. <laughs> we'll just roll White up House. and be like, guess what, Biden? Like, this is what I think. I feel like and... if you send it to the puppies department. Yo, I literally like, had posted last night, like, that's I'm not joking when I say, like, I will be walking by the White House a lot trying to just see the dogs. Like, I don't care about any of the people, but I just really want to see these dogs. 
Um, and it would be really awesome if my dog could play with those dogs. That would that would be it that's an American dream. I that is, also, that's my American dream right now. Just to note before January closes out, because this is the last episode before it starts. The Hunter Day project starts January thirty first this year. Surprise! It's, it's, it's happening now. Um, I shall not be participating because no. Um, but it's a say, fun like, opportunity to get out and try something new for 100 days. But I think it's a good idea to do it at the beginning of the year just because it's like... Do people typically... Do you... Like, I can't remember. Do you focus on something new or just something? Uh, for... You can do something new. You can do something you've been doing. It's just okay. something. It's just doing something creative for yeah, yeah. 100 days um, to, to create something new. So just, uh, go to do the 100 day project on Instagram. That's literally the at now. They have all the supplies. They've been working. They've been trying to get people involved. So if you're interested in yeah, doing I that, think it's great, especially it. for people who are in, you know, like quarantine, which we really should all be, um, but who, you know, do have a little bit of extra time and want to kind of like do a growth project and maybe just like mentally could not handle it in 2020 because I fully get that and that that was me in a lot of ways like I didn't do a lot of like new things in 2020 or even a lot of creative things like I read less like I wrote less because it was just very overwhelming for me to just like process the day right it took me more energy to do that um but I think that I would like to get into something like more creative things this year I don't think I'm going to do the project because I think for me, like 100 days is too much commitment right now because I don't know what's going to go on in the world. But I could do like a 30, like I'll maybe do the first 30 days, like a 30-day project. Yeah, for me. I feel like you're almost, especially if you start now, you're kind of like a couple weeks or maybe like maybe what, 10 days or 11 days off of Biden's first 100 days. So it will at least give you yeah. something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I, I like that idea. I think I might do like just the first 30 days of NC and then if I want to keep going, but that's the thing is I've also found that like, I don't know if it's because we have the extra time or like I've gotten, it's become, I don't know if it's like I'm just numb or if I'm better at processing. I'm not really sure which it is to be quite honest. I'm hoping that it's that I'm better at processing, but um, I find that I'm, I'm like more ready to move on from things fast. Right. So it's like, if I'm doing something and 30 days later, I'm like, that was cute, but like, I don't need to do this forever. Then I'm just like ready to move on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that most of the things I would start would be things that I would do to just be like, this would be fun to like do for a bit. But I don't think that it'd be something that I would like fall in love with and want to do all the time. Um, for example, I'd love to like paint for 30 days, but I'm like, I don't need to paint for 100 days. Like I like painting and I think it'd be cool to see my progress over 30 days. But like, I don't think that'd be something that I would need to do for 100 days straight. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably just write because that's what I really need to be doing is writing this book. And that is my big project for the year is to really try to be, you know, have like having this manuscript done. Um, so that's really where I should be focusing my extra time. Um, I need to get a better writing situation. I was just talking to my friend Morgan about that because I'm like, I don't like, obviously I love to write in cozy coffee shops and that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I need to set up like a writing space here because now that we're in our new place, like I don't have that like cozy nook. Yeah. To you write need like a little yet. nook. Yeah. Create a corner, a little writing nook. Which speaking of going out into the world and stuff like that, um, John was supposed to get vaccinated tomorrow. He was signed up to get vaccinated, um, and get his first dose. Uh, and basically they run, ran out of vaccines. So he will not be getting vaccinated tomorrow, but we were 
thinking that he was going to get the first dose tomorrow and then a second one in late February um, and that schools might open up in this area around mid-March. Um, but now we don't have a time frame on that. So they're having another school board meeting. They're going to push back the school opening yet again, which they've literally had a school board meeting like every three weeks since school began. <laughs> and they just keep pushing it back because we don't really know anything. But yeah, basically the Trump administration did not communicate uh, with the Biden administration about what they had, what they didn't have. They didn't want to communicate. They didn't want to tell, you know, they didn't want like a peaceful transfer of power, which we all know. Um, and so basically they just did not order enough stuff. And so now they, now that the Biden administration's in there, hopefully they're going to uh, get it together and make a game plan of how to get vaccines into different areas. But a lot of places are running out. Uh, so yeah, a lot of people that literally had, you know, appointments to go are now not being able to go. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's fine because we like, we, even if he got it, we were still going to stay home because like, number one, we were just going to stay home anyways. And then number two, like I still am at risk. So it would have been a thing of like, he would have come home and, you know, immediately shower, pretend like he's a doctor type of shower. And even at work, like he'd still be wearing a mask. His students would be wearing a mask because they wouldn't be vaccinated and he would have a plexiglass thing around his desk and just pretty much stay away from his students. Um, and his students would have been split into two days, like Tuesdays, Thursdays, I think, and Wednesday, Friday, and then Monday would be everybody at home. Um, so yeah, so they're not going to be doing that right now. We'll see if they end up back in school. That's the thing with the vaccine is like, you know, it's two doses they are a month apart. So if you're not taking it until March, then you're not getting the second dose until end of April. And, you know, so obviously that just keeps pushing school back and back. So I don't know, but either way, we're just going to be in the house. So it is what it is, unless we're at an outdoor park. So it is what it is. I don't know when us normies will ever be able to get vaccines, but someday this year we will be doing it. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, at some point we'll get it. And until then I am content to stay home. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, you know, catch but good on, I'm so happy for all my friends who are getting it and their parents. It's so cute to see yeah. like little cards and mm -hmm. uh, some places have gotten stick, giving out stickers and those are cute. Actually, so our guest today um, is like a part of my basically like extended family and um, her dad got, was one like the first person who got it and he's literally 90 years old, like not like exaggerating, like he's 90 years old and um, he was the first person to get it. And he was the person who I've been most worried about through this entire time and part of the reason I've like been, I mean, I've been careful just because that's what you should do, right? But like on a personal level, it's like I was being super careful because it's like when I see my little nieces and nephew, it's like I need to make sure that I'm not getting them sick and then they're getting him sick. Granted, he has been pretty much living his life in full PPE every single day since this started. So, and obviously he will continue to do so, but he has at least gotten his first, he got his first shot like a while ago. He should be getting his second one like next week. So that was really exciting. And then we're trying to get my mom hers. Um, so hopefully she'll be getting her soon. Uh, it's kind of same thing. They've run out of them in New York. So, you know, nobody can get them at the moment. Um, she's eligible, but it's just kind of a waiting game. So I don't know. It's a, it's all very interesting, but you know, yeah, it's, it's still January. <laughs>
<laughs> so we, we have, have some listener, listener questions. questions. <laughs> so we have three listener questions. Again, if you ever have listener questions, you can always DM us both. You can um, DM us at the uh, Heart and Hustle Podcast Instagram, um, or you can just answer and fill in the box when we ask for them. But we're we're taking them at all times, so always feel free to ask. Um, so the first question is. Are you working on any creative projects outside of work at the moment? Which is kind of perfect because we were just talking about the 100-day project. Um, So, I mean, I'm working on the book. So that would be the creative project that I'm working on outside of work. I'm also working on creating, like, making this, like, home into a home. And I feel like that's a creative project as well because it's, like, you know, you're finding, like, the right little things and, like, you know, it's it's just – it's a process and – yeah, for me, it's like I really love to bring a lot of like art and feelings of different places we've traveled and stuff into the home uh, to make it feel like home. So, yeah, just like finding all those pieces and stuff. I feel like that's a creative project in itself. Um, but yeah, the book is the I main love one. That you said that because I my thing was going to be like, no, I'm just painting and stuff on the weekend. But that's, yeah, and you were like, it's making like, house a home. Paint. And I'm like, you're so cute. I'm like, I have to paint this past weekend. But <laughs> yours like is it. a creative project as well. Like you're you're doing the it, same thing. It is under these definitions. <laughs> no, it, I mean it's been interesting. We did paint this past weekend, and I was like wow I miss benching that's what every time I have to do something that's for the home I feel like it just makes me miss the gym (laughs) I'm like I would rather be on a bench press using these back muscles instead of using a roller but here we are but hey it's something until you can get into the gym you know until I get the garage are you gonna share your paint colors with us there who what colors would you think that I would pick? Please White. please <laughs> one of the two and the other is gray. Gray or black? Okay. Let's <laughs> just say right white, gray or black, and maybe a White's small pop of a deep yellow somewhere. In gray. And um the child has chosen blue for her room. That is Ooh. of her choice. Whatever, I don't have to sleep in there. So <laughs> I like that. What kind of blue is it like? A light um, blue, like a, a true blue blue. You know, I haven't chosen yet. She got some like galaxy colored leggings the other day, and having Ooh, a girl is a journey, you guys. It's a journey. It's it's a journey. So, oh my gosh, you know what you should do? You should do like, I mean, obviously, see what she wants to do. But what if you did like one of the walls was like a deeper blue, and then you did like stars all over it. <laughs> It's so funny because I was so excited that I just like opened my mouth in that way that you're just like, oh. So loud. And I was like, oh no, this is going to be an editing nightmare. Um, No, so what she has in her room that my mom got her for Christmas is like a water reflector light. So it looks like it's waves on her seat, like different colors. And so it looks like it's underwater because the whole thing was like mermaid themed. So I think the, the blue walls are supposed to be for the ocean. I feel like I need a link to that so I can put that in my room. (laughs) It's really fun. It's pretty. I will will post a link in the show notes for you guys. Um, But yeah, that's about it. I still, I'm kind of like, much like you also, I've been, I started because I was such in a bad mood when we moved that I was like, I have thoughts about something. Like I started with the end of the the nano thing that I did. And so I started kind of building on that in a separate writing thing and I'm like it, it won't become anything but it's nice to kind of flush out characters a little bit you know you like like characters so much so that yes. you write and you find one that's a really cool one and you're like I just want to kind of flush out this character a little bit so 
yeah that was something else that I was doing but other than that it's work and it's the end of the month so I got nothing but work that's all I got to give (laughs) I feel you so next question is when should I start advertising for Valentine's Day and my answer is right now yesterday you should have started uh the second week of january i feel like that is like the pessimist and the optimist answer <laughs> like <laughs> like you're like yesterday where i'm like right now you can do it right now and you're like nope you're too late <laughs> the issue is it dep- so it depends on what you're doing really because if yeah you're like graphics or pre-made anything that's a digital download that doesn't require shipping now is a good time to start because people can just easily add it to cart and download and etc and have it ready for valentine's day I have all my mom friends have already done their Valentine's for school yes. already. Like, you know, so it's just the reality is lots of people I know started this the second week of January. Well, yeah. And you have to think it's like things. technically like Valentine's Day week. It's like it starts on the 8th, you know, and ends on um, that Sunday. So it's like really you don't want to wait until the week that weekend to do your shopping. Right. If you like maybe just do shopping on the weekend because you have kids or whatever else going on work going on and you're super busy during the week so you would at least do it the weekend before right which is this upcoming weekend which is in three days like this is again like if you're doing it more of a last minute you know um type of thing so yeah i mean like you would need to get those like if you're listening to this episode and it's you know thursday the 28th like just put something out today to let people know what you're selling because People will be shopping this weekend for it. Not really as much next week because it's going to be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And also you have so. to understand shipping. And I think that's the biggest, that's why I said like two weeks yes. ago. Because shipping out products, like if you get orders this weekend, you have to ensure those things get to those people mid next week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's just the reality of the situation because if they're and coming late. Shipping is still a little train. sketchy right now yeah. too. So a card we sent my friend for her birthday in November, the week of Thanksgiving, got to her. I think the first week of January, she yep. was like, oh, you got, I got your birthday card. And I was like, so oh, many well. people have told me they're like, I sent you something and I'm like, I didn't get it. And then it's funny because, um, Morgan sent me, it's funny cause I got it on my birthday, but it was my Christmas present. So, you know, it's like, and she sent it the day that I knew my address. So like before we even had moved. Um, so yeah, so it's still taking a while. I'm not really sure. Like, that's one thing I haven't really heard about when it comes to, uh, you know, the new administration is like, are we going to try to put that back together? Because yeah, they said something it? about it okay. like early, like during the inauguration day and day after there was kind of articles floating around that he's trying to come up with a plan. Okay, um, good. Because that would be, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's wild that it's like, oh, okay, I'll pivot to this other thing. And then it's like, oh, the mail is broken. <laughs> it's like, that's not ideal timing I feel like that. this is my like, life right now and dealing with some stuff is that like, especially if you're a creative or you do a service related things, you take over something that somebody else was working on and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, did you learn that this was broken? Oh, by the way, did you learn that this was broken? Oh, by the yeah. way, all this also doesn't work. And it's like, oh, cool beans. I'm so excited to like, to work on this. So our third question is, should I be on TikTok and Clubhouse to connect with potential clients? Um, so I would say, as always, what social media platforms you're going to use definitely depends on 
who your clients and customers are and where they're going to be. That's always the first thing when I'm working with one of my clients on a social media plan is it's like, let's figure out who is your target ideal client and where are they? Where are they spending their time? Because I can tell you that I spend time on all platforms because I have to for work. But the one that I spend time on because I just want to have fun is for me personally, normally TikTok and Instagram. So if I am your ideal client or I am your ideal customer, then you want to be on TikTok and Instagram more than other places. But it just depends because then there's some people that are going to be like, I spend all my time on Facebook or I spend all my time on Pinterest, etc. So I will say that um, for a lot of things, TikTok is a really good market. The organic reach is a lot easier um, than Instagram's right now. That could change because again, they could get bought by who knows, you know, who knows who they could get bought by and they could just completely change the algorithm. Plus they'll probably change the algorithm themselves over time as they already have multiple times, I'm sure. Um, so, but right now it is still really an organic reach. Like it's very easy to have a video viewed thousands of times um, if you're just creating good content. So I would definitely say it doesn't hurt. And I would say that for client-based stuff, like it's definitely not bad. Like I have definitely used it already to find stuff in the DMV area because I don't like, we can't go anywhere. I don't really have a lot of friends here. Um, I have one cousin that lives in DC proper, but he's in North Carolina and has been, and will be all pandemic. And also like we need different things, right? Cause he's a white boy. So like, you know, he's not gonna be able to tell me like where to get my hair done and like which doctor to go to and things like that. And I've literally followed like everything from like dentists to like restaurants, you know, etc. on like TikTok. So a lot of people are creating really interesting content. I just literally followed a dentist the other day who lives in Chicago and I obviously can't go to that dentist. So I sent it to my friend who lives in Chicago because I was like, this dentist seems legit. Um, so <laughs> you definitely can do like some really cool stuff on there. Um, and it's, I think a lot of people think that it's just for like Gen Z or just for like influencers or being silly. And it's definitely not like I follow a lot of professionals on there and have learned a lot of great information from them. As far as Clubhouse, I have not spent as much time on Clubhouse. I am on there. I went in and just wasn't really seeing anything that was for me. Um, the issue that I'm finding with Clubhouse is that it's a lot of people going in and saying, I am super great and I'm the best and I'm a bajillionaire. And let me tell you this, that, and the other, but there's not any like accountability and we're not seeing like anything that's showing like backing up of these, you know, alleged things that these people are saying. Um, so yeah, I don't know like why, like the platform as a whole has just decided to just accept everybody at their word without any like proof of like, it's like, I've never heard of you, which is totally fine. The world is a big place. But it's like, no one I know has heard of you, which again, fine. But like, you also don't have any receipts. And that's where it's like, you don't have a website. You don't have any, like any other social media platforms telling us that you've done these things. And you just pop up on Clubhouse and you're like, yeah, I'm a billionaire. Let me show you how it's done. And I know people that have literally like been in those sort of rooms and have asked like, because it'll be like how to make, you know, how to make your first million or whatever. And the person like when given a chance to like ask a question has been like, you know, have you made it to a million dollars yet and has gotten kicked out of the class. So, or the room. So like, that's where I'm kind of like, mm, and it's totally fine. Like to teach something and be like, here's what I've learned about it. And I'm still working on it as well. Like that's totally fine. But 
Yeah, there's just a lot of sketchiness going on in Clubhouse. I also don't really feel like there's a lot of people that are on there that are looking for um, things to buy and that sort of thing. I think that it's more like people are looking for free information, you know what I mean, or to connect with others. But I feel like the type of person that's going to Clubhouse, and I could be wrong, but I just feel like it's going to be the type of person that is going to be like, oh, that's interesting that you did this free class, but like, I'm not there. I don't think you're going to convert as many of those people into customers. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. I think the thing to garner is if it's going to take too much time and what's the return on the investment, obviously you always want to kind of get something out of putting in time into these new platforms. Uh, I just research see what other people in your field are doing if they're you know like you said like dentists there are a lot of like dentists and uh like service providers in general are big on tiktok not just like digital but i feel like physical like i've seen some power washing tiktok people like that type of thing see what's in your area see if you can benefit from it i just if you want to do it as well, like if you are joining a platform for the sake of joining a platform, you have no interest in doing it, then you're going to put out bad content. It's going to make you look mm-hmm. bad. That's yeah. the the kind of my, the end of the day. I think there, there are also a lot of scammers on both platforms, to be honest with you. So I, you also have to understand that people who are doing or engaging in these for the sole purpose of hiring someone or a business have to do a lot more work to kind of navigate who's like legit and who's not because people just be saying stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like podcasts you have podcasts about anything and say you're an expert on anything and, da, 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 and like that's the reality of it and it's, i feel like these are like any social platform and people just be like talking people be talking <laughs> that's, that's yeah. kind of the gist of it and that's the thing i feel like at the end of the day is like if anybody were to ask you and i like well can i see your actual work or see people you've worked with we could be like yeah and we could give them people so like that's not always the case with everybody that has a platform so you just have to be careful and and try to figure out like why are these people giving information and you know what what is the end purpose to know if that information is going to be good for you right so anyways make sure that you are following along with us on twitter at heart hustle pod make sure that you are communicating with us on instagram and facebook at heart hustle podcast we are mostly on instagram so that is always the place to check for us And you can always listen to us, I think, pretty much anywhere where you can listen to podcasts at this point. Yep. Um, We will see you guys next week. Enjoy our first guest of the year. And uh, be sure to follow her and support her and uplift her and all the things. Because that's what we're doing in 2021. We want you guys to engage with our guests. So thank you. Ashley, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with your your work already, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me on. Um, This is my first podcast, so I'm very excited. (laughs) Um, So I'm Ashley Bostwick. I am the owner, designer of Wonder and Lust Jewelry. Um, So I started my business uh, in 2014. And um, it's just been a journey ever since. I mean, I'm, I started it kind of as a hobby at first, um, just kind of got some materials online and started making some jewelry. And um, I was working at UCF at the time, which is the University of Central Florida, for people that don't know. Um, and I just, it just wasn't my calling. I was like, this is not what I want to do. I was working in HR. It was just 
just wasn't the creative outlet that I, you know, I knew that I needed. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of started it from then. I just grew it every year and, and here we are. And I can say it's been like more of like an explosion than growth because you're killing it. Like I, like for those who don't know, like I know Ashley, like outside of like the entrepreneurship world, because Ashley's sister is Anna, who is my, uh, partner and co-founder uh, for the nonprofit and my bestie. So Ashley's like family to me. So just for all, all of our <laughs> listeners who don't know that already. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just been amazing to watch because I've seen you just, I mean, you like you have like an empire. So oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's really amazing like how quickly because it takes a lot of people so much longer and you really just you know, I think a lot of times people kind of like dabble in this and that and try to like figure it out. And you really just like came into entrepreneurship, laid it down and like got to work. So yes, I'm very impressed. Yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) That's the dream. Like for people, everyone around the world, we want to all just make it work um, on the first try. Yeah. That's like, that's that's what I'm saying is like, like we've had, like most people don't, most people, like it's very rare. And I feel like, you know, I feel like you don't, you might not know that, but it is, it's very rare for most people to like find what that thing is the first time around and literally like make it work quickly. Um, especially when it is something creative, because it's not like, you know, like I think it's different when people go into something that's a little bit like more on the boring side of entrepreneurship, but what you do is creative and yet you found a way to make good money with it very quickly and make it work for you and create jobs for other people. So it's awesome. Well, thank you so much. So what led you into becoming a jewelry designer and how did you learn to make jewelry? Because that's not really outside of friendship bracelets and those little beauty bracelets yeah. that we all did. Yeah. I feel like that's such a bigger step into what you're doing right now. Um, well, so honestly, I just kind of stumbled upon it. I um, In 2015, I had gotten engaged and I was on Etsy just kind of searching through um, – you know, probably at work, just like on my phone, you know, just like looking through different things on Etsy. And I saw jewelry and um, I was like, you know what, I, I want to get some really cool, unique jewelry for my bridesmaids. And I was like, well, maybe I could just make this stuff. I don't know. You know, people, they're making it, they're on Etsy. Why can't I, you know, um, I always kind of have that mindset of like, if someone else can do it, why can't I do it? Um so I just kind of got some materials and just started playing around with it. And it, it made me happy. It wasn't, I've never had ever made anything, any jewelry. I'm not like a crafty person when I tell people that, especially <laughs> my employees. They're like, what? You know, because I don't sit, or sit around and like paint or do anything craft. Like I actually don't enjoy that. Um, I really, I knew that I enjoyed business and I love learning about everything there is to do you know, to do about business. And so I'm like, this is something that I love doing, designing it, um, making it, marketing it, all that, all, all encompassing. So, um, I just started to kind of teach myself, um, just trial and error, really looking at a few YouTube videos, um, and just really, you know, sitting down and, and getting some coffee and just, just playing around with it. Um, over the years, you know, I've gotten better and, and had my own techniques and, and things like that. But it was really just about trial and error, really. So what were some of the biggest challenges when you started your business? 
Well, so many. <laughs> um, so like you guys said, it wasn't when I first started the business, I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to create this huge empire. Your words, not mine. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really just, I wanted something different for myself. I was in my late 20s and I was a little lost. I was, you know, um, seeing some of my friends, they, they were creating their own paths and it looks like they were really happy in what they were doing. And what I was doing, I wasn't, I wasn't super happy. So I wanted to find something that I could put my you know whole heart into and really just dive deep and learn, um, kind of, you know, like on the job and learn about business, um, you know, uh, through, you know, just my own experiences. So, um, basically, it, it was hard at first. I was managing my my job at UCF, so I was working a nine to five, um, and then coming home and fulfilling orders, and you know, working till you know midnight doing that, and on the weekends, um, even you know, sometimes I would like take off work. I would have like a sick day, and I would just spend all day like working, um, and just seeing what I could learn and seeing what I could do to kind of grow the business on the side. Um, so that was really like a big struggle at first, kind of managing my time and then just learning all the basics, you know, how to, how to start an email list, you know, how to grow it, um, learning how to do photography. I had no idea and never, you know, done anything with a professional camera at all. So just teaching myself that learning all about social media, you know, all I had was, uh, like a Facebook page. I didn't know anything about, Instagram or any of that. So I had to quickly learn, you know, what a hashtag was and all that. Um, and then creating my own website, just learning from YouTube videos, learning from podcasts, learning from books and all that. So just that learning curve of, of everything, you know, of all about business kind of, um, getting it all started at first while having the nine to five was a big struggle. Yeah. And like, I think people don't realize like there's so much to learn and it's just ongoing. Um, so it's like, you know, every like social media platform is always changing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like the way that you blog is always changing. So it's just like a constant ongoing, you know, learning when it comes to owning a business. And I also love that, like you point out that you had a nine to five while you were doing that transition. Cause I have so many people that come to me and they're like, I'm ready. Like my goal mm -hmm. is to quit like next month. And like, they just yes. came on their business idea. And I'm like, you haven't even started your business yet. Like, let's start the business. Let's see how, how it goes, like how much time you need for like let's figure it out let's make sure you're good at it and then let's yeah. like set a date for when to actually quit because you have to be making money or else you're going to be miserable and struggling and unhappy so yeah no I mean I when I first started and I was getting you know some sales and people were starting to see like oh this isn't just a hobby for her this she's actually making some money they would ask me questions and they're like I want to start an Etsy shop too and I'm like, well, that's great. Like I, you know, I love that, but just know that it's, it's, it takes a lot of time and, and effort. You can't just like start something, even no matter how talented you are at what your craft is or your art or anything. I really think it's all about like determination and, and drive um, and, you know, focus and just consistency is really what kind of helped me. 
Yeah, I agree. I always think that it's people that, I mean, like you said, you kind of had already like loved business and loved marketing and loved that side of it. And I think that it's people that really embrace that side of it that tend to do well in business. Yeah, totally. I agree. So what are three things that you use every day to help run your business efficiently? Um, so a lot of like business apps I use to help kind of keep my um, business run is I use Tailwind to, to schedule um, Instagram and Pinterest. So you can do that all in one platform, which is really, really helpful. And also through um, like if you were to schedule something through to Pinterest, you can also um, schedule it to go on Facebook and Instagram and, and, and kind of flow it all together if you want. Um, they have a really good hashtag finder, um, and things like that, like lots of cool tools. So I love Tailwind. Um, something that I used since I have a product, um, store, I have to ship things. So I use something called shipping easy, which brings all my shops because I have an Etsy shop. I have a website and then I also sell a little bit on Amazon. So they all um, combined together to go on this one platform that I can ship all my labels, see how everything's doing. So that's super helpful. Um, something, su- you know, a lot of business uh, owners don't like doing is, is bookkeeping, um, which I don't like either. For the first five years, I did it all myself through just some small little platform that I would have to manually like enter things in. It was such a, you know, it would take forever. But now I use this, um, this company called Bench. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like bench.co. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. Um, they're basically, it, it's like a bookkeeping service and you really don't have to do much, but send them the reports and you can ask them questions and they have a really good platform that you can look at all the reports and everything. So, um, I love them. And also my employees, um, I have two employees for operations where they make and fulfill the orders. And I, as a mom and everything, I, I wouldn't be able to run the business without them. So keeping my employees like trained well, and, um, just, you know, and just giving them all the information that I have, um, I think, you know, obviously they're like the backbone of my business. So I, I need them. <laughs> I love that. I wanted to ask if you had anything that you kept your standing operating procedure since you do have operations employees, do you keep those documents? That's been a question that's come up in every group that I'm in. And I'm like, there's, I don't know if there's any general software or service that has some place where you can store these docs for HR usage when bringing on new employees. Um, I have a payroll system that I could probably do that. I, I kind of learn as I go and I kind of update things as I go. So, um, no, I don't have anything that's like set in place. I, I'm always changing and growing and and trying to improve. So that's something I should probably do. I love that you shared shopping easy as well, because I feel like not a lot of people mention that service and it's incredibly helpful. And I feel like people that are like just getting into, um, you know, starting their businesses have probably not heard of it. And it's, yeah, Yeah. because when you're selling at so many different platforms, like I started out on one and have just added a second and I'm already like, whoa, (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a lot. And there's other ones out there like Ship Station um, and stamps.com, like that kind of thing. I just personally use Shipping Easy just because it, it has all everything that I need there. So, and it's pretty affordable. So I love that when I see your jewelry, I know that it's yours. Like I've gotten to a point where like I'll recognize it. Um, so mm-hmm. I love that because that's, you know, you just have like a signature look, which is great. So where do you find the inspiration for all the jewelry that you create? Well, so when I first started my business, um, Wonder In Lost Jewelry, I named it after basically my love for travel because it, it's really like what inspires me in life. <laughs> just, you know planning that next trip. And, and it, I just love going to a new place. And, that and I just have to of, say your whole family is like hardcore travelers and your parents are <laughs> travel goals completely. Like your parents oh are ultimate travel goals. <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm always like, what are they doing? You know? I yeah. I love talking to your mom about trips and like every single time I bring up any idea of like anywhere I want to go, your mom is always like, yep, book it right now. Book it. Like she's literally like yeah. talking into going on so many trips. I love it. And anytime I'm like, I want to go here, my mom's like, oh, we've been there like five times. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, okay. Give me some, you know, give me some tips. Um, no, but I love it. And it's just, it's just something about going to like a new destination where you've never been before and it's just completely new and you just like immerse yourself in that, in that place. And um, I love it. So I can't wait to be able to go somewhere. Hopefully by the end of the year. I don't know, but, um, (laughs) we'll see, we'll see. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was my initial, you know, inspiration, um, starting the business. And then now, you know, obviously since we're not traveling, um, just online, just looking through, if I see something that I like, even if it's just like a photo or a piece of artwork, you know, the colors, something that, you know, Ooh, you know, I love that. You know, I'll just take a screenshot of, you should see my phone. It's just like screenshots of random things. Um, but it's just kind of my inspiration, you know, just seeing what women are wearing and seeing how people are laying their jewelry, um, just all that kind of stuff, just everywhere. I just gain inspiration, um, from, you know, Instagram, just looking online, Pinterest, um, you know, out and about seeing people. So I try to take photos wherever I am. I love that. That's amazing. I will say uh, Shashira Zamata just shared a photo of her yesterday with her mask and it has like embroidery, but it also has like rings and different jewelry on it. And I really think you would like the way it looks for inspiration. It is one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. And I'm like, why aren't we all having like rings on our masks? What are we doing? We're we're so bored right now. Oh my gosh. And have yeah. really fun chain and everything. So I will share this link offline when we I was going to say, please done. do that because I'm like, I really want to see what that would look like. And I'm very interested in masks that look cool because it's like we, you know, we have to wear them all the time. And like at first yeah. that was like very sad to me. But now like when I can buy like ones that are cute, like that gets me excited. Like, oh, I got a cute little mask and it matches my little outfit. Okay. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> So Ashley, um, how do you balance life, the whole gambit of being a mom, a wife, business owner, also boss, mom, sister, you know, how do you balance the things? Well, that's a funny question to me because I don't know. No. <laughs> um, no. Also, you it's- always look really put together doing it. And I have to point that oh out. Because I feel like a lot of people like manage to balance, like not that you have to, because you definitely don't, but it's just like a lot of people manage to balance, but they're like barely keeping it together and look hot mess and you look awesome all the time. So 
yeah. Well, thank you, but my hair is up like twenty four seven. Um, I barely, I'm, I'm like wearing leggings all the time, but you know, but thank you. Um, no, it's a lot of roles. Um, you know, being a mom, especially I have a little one, he's, he just turned five months old and then a three-year-old. Um, yeah, it's a lot. So, you know, it's a, it's a balancing act. I'm, I'm the type of person that will go like a hundred percent at one thing. So it, it stresses me out when I can't do everything at 100% um, effort. So really what it comes down to is, is really my husband. He is super, super helpful. Um, anything that I need and, you know, I'm like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Um, so I think having a supportive hu- husband and having him be able to, you know, the dishes or help pick up, you know, my son or, or, you know, take off for this interview here while, so he can watch the baby, like all that stuff, um, really, really helps. So, um, and also having my employees, you know, and just finding really good help is, is really important for me. So speaking of employees, because like the dream is having employees. We talk about that here all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. So what qualities do you look for when you're hiring employees? Because I feel like a lot of people um, go from kind of like your path, like going from like HR, like maybe where you weren't like the boss of your, you know, place at your job. And then you go from being a business owner and no one, there's no one above you. There's no one that's telling you, oh, well, this is what we're looking for, you know, for our company. So what are those qualities that you really hone in on and look for when you're hiring your own employees? Yeah, that is one of my struggles. Um, I think, I think I'm really good at running the show, like with, for myself, like, okay, I'm going to do this post here and I'm going to send this email Mm -hmm. here and and do all that, but also doing, you know, everything that has to do with the business plus having employees. Um, it's a lot on your shoulders. So I try, yeah, I try to hire people that, um, that's, it's going to be the easiest, you know, um, I guess transition for me. So I, I'm looking for people that are passionate about my, my brand and my mission because it is a small business and I want people to be excited to come into work every day and I want them to feel, um, you know, a part of the story. So um, I want someone that aligns with, you know, my goals for my business. I want them to want to grow because I'm growing, we're growing, we're getting bigger and I want them to grow with me. I don't want to just hire from outside and find some, you know, person that has so much experience and whatnot. I want them to grow with me. And so they feel like they're included. Um, I also look for someone that has attention to detail because having jewelry and um, being able to fulfill orders that you can really make sure everything looks great. I, my big thing is that like, I want, the customer to be super, super happy when they open their package and that it's like the highest quality. There's no, you know, issue with the jewelry. Um, I look for people that, you know, can, can recognize that and just someone that's positive and that is a self-starter and that they take initiative in um, what they do. If they're done with the task, you know, I want them to, to just take that initiative of like, Hey, we're running low on this. Let me go ahead and, and do this, this task over here. So just because I'm so busy, I can't, you know, micromanage everything. So I want to, you know, feel good that the employee is going to, you know, take that into their own hands. 
I love that. That's also like a good benefit of like soft skills that a lot of people aren't taught, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of college, going straight into the workforce, because you're really honed in on your skill, depending on what it is, especially in STEM and STEAM. That's kind of become a huge problem with engineers is that a lot of times they're so good at engineering, but the, the attention to details things that you're talking about, the emails, the follow-up, that stuff, yeah. just something in, 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 a, in a person it's really hard to teach. And I think that's why those people are so good at, in small businesses to help thrive because then you can teach them the business part too. Like you said, like they can grow with you. They can learn more about marketing. They can learn more about the internet and how sales work and distribution channels once you get into you know stores. and So they can just yeah. grow with you. So I love that you're nourishing your employees and also finding people who have these quote unquote soft skills that are often undermined and kind of fit into kind of a feminine category or more of a like, you know, it's more negatively perceived in the big corporate space that these people who do a lot of attention to detail work are not, you know, profitable employees where in the matter of fact, they are, they are the people who kind of keep things thriving and going. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're detailed and you're noticing things, then you're not going to make a mistake and, and spend time and money fixing it. Um, you know, when I first got hired out of college, my first job, I was working in payroll. Um, I had no experience in payroll whatsoever, like at all. You know, I wasn't even good in math, like in high school <laughs> or anything in college. But, um, you know, in the interview, and I had done a lot, I w- had worked at Publix, a grocery store um, in customer service for many years. And I think having that customer service, you know, background and having that, those skills, the person hiring me in the interview, they said, and I, you know, and it always resonate with me when I'm hiring is they said, you know, you don't have any, any payroll skills. You don't have any sort of background with that, but you do have customer service skills and you can't teach that. Yeah. So they, you know, they took a chance and they're like, we can teach you payroll. We can't teach you how to speak with customers and, and, you know, I mean, I guess you could, but it would take many years. It takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I try to hire someone. I'm like, I want to hire someone that I don't care if they don't have like the jewelry background or, you know, or, you know, the technical skills or anything like that. I'm just looking for someone that is going to be, you know, take the initiative and have that as like they're in their, you know, in their heart that they're going to just do the right thing and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what I look for when I'm hiring someone. I was tech checking out this chart the other day that had um, information about, it was like graphs where it showed how much time you spend with different people in your life. So it showed like your own kids, your like family that you grew up with, your friends and your coworkers. And like all of the graphs, like when, like the time you spend with your parents, like it's really high when you're a kid and then drops off, like when you're around 20. Um, and like same with like brothers and sisters, your spouses was like pretty standard throughout, but your coworkers was like the most, like that was the one where you spent like the most consistent time throughout your life from the ages of like 20 to 60. And so when you really think about it, it's like, if you can choose who you're going to spend your day with and spend your time with, like, that's such a wonderful gift of, uh, being your own boss and and owning a business is being able to choose those people. And it is so important to like look at those things that are outside of 
you know, the main thing that they're doing. Cause like you said, you can always teach that. And not only that, but you have your own way of doing it. So in a sense, you might want to teach parts of it anyways. Right. Um, but it's, right. it's the, you know, the personality and, you know, them being kind, them being able to talk to you, work with their other coworker, that sort of thing. Like that goes so far, so much farther than I think people believe having a positive attitude at work, like that can get you a job that, you technically wouldn't even maybe be qualified for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if anyone out there is looking for a job and they're trying to apply and, and what I actually look for also is people that follow up with me because I'm mm-hmm. so busy where I'm like, I just like, I'll forget that I need to write them back or whatever. Um, and if they want an answer, like, I love that people follow up and I love that they're like, Hey, I just want to check in. Um, you know, do you have any questions or whatever? Just because, number one, it shows that they're really, really interested in the job and and my company and and whatnot. But it's also going to show me, like, when they come into work, they're going to be on top of it. So I, you know, people are looking for jobs, like, follow up with that person that, you know, you're interviewing with. Um, You know, send them an email, shoot them, you know, a text or whatever it is. But um, I, I think that really goes a long way, just help you stand out. So we are still in the Panera Bread. It's still going. You still can't go outside and live well. So you are definitely probably like us working in your home and trying to have a good home work-life balance. What are some things that you've done to help separate your home space from your workspace? Well, um, we took, we had a, a drastic one. We, we moved into a new home that was more, it was just better for my work-life balance. Um, so about like six months ago, we found a home that had a home office type where it's like totally in the front of the house. It has a separate like bathroom inside, a huge closet for storage and all that. Because before we were working out of my dining room. <laughs> And it was just, it was a lot, you know, it was like really close to our kitchen and um, it, it was just all just kind of encompassing of like work and life all together in one with a baby with no. So we're like, we have to move, we have to get either an office space or since I was having the baby, I'm like, it would be easier if we just had a space inside the home or near the home that I could pop in and out while I'm watching the baby and, and all that especially with, you know, the virus going around, like, I don't want to sign yeah. a huge apartment or not an apartment, um, an office space just cause you never know. So I'm like, let's just do that. So we found a house that, you know, is separate. The office area is separate from my living space. So I really don't come in here unless I'm working. So I really try to, I keep my, I try to keep my laptop in here in the office and, you know, when I'm working, um, I'll come in here. And of course, you know, I have my phone, so that's kind of, you know, but, but I try to not check my phone as much, um, with, you know, the orders or the customer emails, you know, all of that. So I try to give it a hundred percent when I'm like in mommy mode or just, you know, with my husband or whatever. And then when I'm working, I, you know, spend that time um, dedicated to work. I love that so much. And I really like the idea of normalizing, like buying your home or like renting a place like that has a good layout for a home office. Cause I think yep. that, you That's know, pandemic, exactly <laughs> like pandemic or not, like 
we mm-hmm. like most of us end up working at home and like if you own a small business a lot of us do and so i just feel like you know you would if you like for example if you have three kids you might you know be like well i want to have three bedrooms and it's like it's normal to you know have that take precedent but i think a lot of times people will be like oh like you're moving like just for your home office like uh yeah this is my business like in <laughs> yeah. the same sense that you would it be expected at a regular job to have a place like to have a desk, to have a place to sit, to have a place to work, to have your own spot, you know, in a regular job, like you should be able to expect that of your own like workspace. And I love that, like going beyond just having a bedroom, um, which is what I think that like a lot of us used to do. I love that I'm seeing more people prioritize like having a literal extra space. Like Angelica has that, like she has a floor that is just work and the other two floors are home. And another person I've seen that's done this really well is um, the YouTuber, blogger, uh, TikToker, uh, Nabella Noir. She has done a really good job with that. We're kind of similar to you, Ashley. She has um, her office space in the front of the house. There's a separate bathroom that's just for like her employees and stuff to use during the workday. And like that part of the house is, it's like kind of separate. Like you have to keep walking and then go um, under our staircase and then you're kind of in the living and and the rest of the space. So it's just nice because it really creates that separation. And Mm -hmm. obviously now that like we're in the DC area, I live in like a white box basically. Um, But (laughs) as soon as we make our next move, like that is what I'm looking for is like something that's separate because I've normally had like a room and I I like that. That's fine. But yeah, I do kind of like the idea of just like a whole separate, like I want the room to be like away from the other rooms, you know? Yeah. And that's when we found this house, I was like, cause we were first looking for houses that had kind of the apartment above the garage, like complete separate. Yeah. But just for the home, I was like, eh, no, I don't, I don't know if we need that. But then we found this one. It was like just in the front of the house and it was big and it had the bathroom and all that. And so I'm like, oh, this is perfect. You know, and then eventually we want to get some office space. But just for now with the baby and everything, I think this is working out. Yeah, that's awesome. So what upcoming pieces do you have that you're like really looking forward to sharing? And where can our listeners also follow you all over the Internet? Well, um, you can follow me on Instagram is really where we post a lot. Um, wonder and lust jewelry and also on Facebook. Um, and what I'm super excited. I've been, this is like almost like eight months in, in, um, in the workings, but I've designed rings that are like more higher end, um, from start to finish, just like literally from my brain to my sketch pad and it, it was made for me. Um, I typically with my jewelry, everything's handmade here and, you know, with my employees and everything. Um, but some of the stuff I have in my mind and just in my brain, I'm like, I want to create this. And some of the stuff we just don't have that capability to do. So I found a uh, manufacturer that can make what I have in my mind (laughs) without any crazy software um, because they have it. So I'm able to draw out, you know, just all the designs that I've been wanting to do for years. And I actually have them ready to go and we'll be releasing those within the next couple weeks. So I am so excited. I was literally like getting the samples back and, and drawings like while I was like nine months pregnant 
trying to figure it all out. Um, and now they're finally here. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. That is so exciting. I cannot wait to see them. Yeah, thank you. That sounds super fun. I love the idea of expanding more into a different avenue for you, but also I'm sure the customers and the fans are like going to be thrilled when they have this experience. So I love this for you. Yeah, and I can say like your reach is really so far. Like it's wild because like (laughs) I have a friend that lives in Tampa and she was like, oh, like, you know, have you, like, she's like, I love this jewelry, like, blah, 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 like, have you heard of it? And I was like, yeah, I know her personally. And she's like, what? I bought, like, a ton of her pieces. And it's just wild to me that, like, it's it's funny because it's just, like, it's someone I know, but I didn't tell them. You know what I mean? It's just, like, That's it just shows – yeah, it just shows how big your reach is that, like, of all the, you know, shops that exist, like, that she has bought, like, five of your pieces and is coming what? to tell – she's coming to tell me about how much she loves your pieces. And I'm oh like, gosh, I know so this girl cool. personally. Like, you don't need to tell me about her. Like, I should tell you about her. So like, that's just – sitting with her. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, like, it's wild. So, yeah, I'm oh just – I'm super impressed. I'm so glad that we've been able to have you on because you're the real deal. And that's something that, you know, we've told our listeners. Like, it's really important to us to have people that are actually killing it because I think there's a lot of people out there on the internet that are like, oh, I'm making, you know, a bajillion dollars, blah, blah, blah. Like, let me show you how you can if you pay me a thousand. And (laughs) there's just like a lot of that sort of thing going on. And I love that you were like, no, it actually took like me having two jobs for a while, me doing a lot of hard work, me doing a ton of research. And that's how it actually ended up paying off. Yeah. And also you don't need employees. Like you don't need, you could do it on your own for, you know, however long I, I waited for a really long time to hire my first employee and I was really scared and I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to just, you know, cause I, I'm, I think about, okay, I'm going to be spending money, you know, oh, you know, I have to pay taxes. I had to do all this, but I always try to think about the benefit of how I'm going to spend the money. You know, is that going to give me a return? So it's not really like you're spending it. It's just basically an investment. So that's kind of how I think about everything when I spend money for my business. And um, I'm like, I'm never going to grow if I don't take this next step. Absolutely. So I, I, I try to do it, you know, slowly where I'm not going to just hire like 20 employees. Um, but I'm doing it gradually. And, um, you know, I think that's, you know, that's what I think I've, how I've been successful is not being afraid to take that next step, but also, you know, making sure I'm doing it at a pace where I feel comfortable. I feel like a lot of people always ask, like, what is um, the way that you know when you're ready to hire employees? And I think about um, a time that I was talking to Anna and she was like, oh my God, like the other day we all had to run over like the whole family, which you have a big family that all lives like nearby. Everybody had to run over to Ashley's to pack orders because she had so many orders come in that like she did not know what to do. And like, that's when you know to hire people. Like when you just have so many orders that you're like, oh my God, please entire family come over and help me with these orders. So I feel like if anybody's wondering, like if you're not at that point yet where you need like 10 people to come over at like last minute, oh my God, freaking out to help you pack, then you probably don't need employees yet. I don't know. Yeah. Like if you can handle it, if you can handle it, then I don't know. Just, just kind of maybe. I'm not at that point yet, but that is like my goal to like get so many orders that I have to like call everyone I know and be like, oh my God, come over, help me pack. Like that is the goal. (laughs) 
Yes. And it's going to happen. It, it will. It's just, you just have to keep going. Yeah. Switching from service to product-based has been um, a journey, but I will say that you've definitely served as inspiration um, for that journey for me. So thank you for that. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you so much. And I want to say, you know, um, one other thing that has helped me is just totally just being positive and just always knowing that I'm going to be successful, just never letting, you know, a negative thought about my business, um, in my mind, which happens all the time. I'm like, Nope, Nope. Get out of there. I, it's going to work out. It's gonna, you know, um, it's just, just keeping positivity is really what helps me because, you know, there's a lot of negative stuff in the world and I just try to keep it away and just keep the positivity going and flowing. (laughs) Well, we love to see it. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for being on with us today. Thank you. Bye. Bye.